Hi, hello, hello, hi, and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds. The good and the bad, the concerning and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah, yeah. And me, Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. Please. Yes. Okay. Well needed. So it's 2023 now. Last episode we recorded was close to the end. Yes. Happy 2023. A new year. New year. (laughs) New year. New us or not. But (laughs) yes. Um, Check. So um, how are you feeling? Just let's do our check in. Our check. Well, you know what? Um, I'm I'm happy. I'm okay. It's a new year. I mm-hmm. mean, we made it to 2023 mm-hmm. through all of the paninis and all mm-hmm. of this and that. We're here and it's 2023. And I never have resolutions, but I always try to make my year better than the last. Yeah. So that's the only requirement. Make it better than the last. But last year is going to be hard to top because I did a whole lot of something. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm doing all right. How about you, girl? How you doing? Happy um, New Year's. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, no. Um, I'm feeling optimistic, which I generally do feel the New Year. It's uh, just because you know it's just like a, a renewal, and I, I like you. I don't really make resolutions. There are things that I want to get better at. Things I might want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of creating that list and, and going and, and it's not a resolution. It's a, it's a an improvement or things to do, more of a things to do kind of list than a resolution. Um, but generally feeling, feeling good, feeling good. Okay. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll jump into the headlines and... Um, I'll start with a story. It's kind of, uh, I would call this set of headlines um, a mixed bag. I don't even know what to call it. It's it's a mixed bag. but you get uh, what you get type of bag. You get what you get. You get what you get. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, you know, there's many. And sometimes, sometimes you just choose what, what stands out or mm-hmm. it just... That's just what that's what most things people are talking about. So I'll start with the, one of the big stories. Mm-hmm. This is not a sports podcast. I'm sure all our regulars know that, but sports, particularly the NFL, plays a big role mm-hmm. uh, in, in pop culture. So even if you're not a sports person or you're not a football American football person, you're going to know the big stories. So one of the big okay. stories is that one of the players. Um, named Damar Hamlin um, collapsed on the field in one of their games last week. Um, and it was carded, started a big story because the game had to be postponed um, after uh, the player collapsed. It later came out that um, the NF, it later came out that the player Damar Hamlin um, collapsed due to cardiac arrest. And Can they, you imagine young, young man like that? Yeah, and they had to resuscitate him twice. Um, That's how bad it was. Once on the field, so once on the field, so kudos to all those medical people who were on the field there and another time in the hospital. So that's to tell you the graveness Mm -hmm. of, uh, yeah, and he's 24 years old. The graveness of- Young, healthy man. Young, healthy man. So- so he has, think. yeah, he has since re- revived and he spoke with his team. So, uh, yes, he's going to have to recover because once you have a heart cardiac arrest, it means a lack of oxygen to your organs, particularly your, your brain. Mm-hmm. But optimistically, he's already been seen uh, awake and, and speaking to his team. So things are looking good for his recovery. But when something yeah. like happens to you, like not only the physical recovery, but there's also a mental recovery that kind of probably has to happen. Cause it's scary. That's like, you nearly, you literally nearly died. Right. Yeah. And um, so that's wild. So, but another fallout outside of the crazy, nothing, the severity of, of that incident. And, you know, the game didn't go on. Um, There is a, everybody, well, people who follow yeah, I sports. Know the fool. Yeah. I know. The fool. Like he's been mm-hmm. in, even if we don't like, yeah, I don't follow football that closely or any sport that closely regularly, to be honest, but mm-hmm. I do know this, 
this character and his name is Skip Bayless and he is on a show with Shannon Sharp called I believe it's called Undisputed and um so on he put out a tweet uh a little one a little bit after this incident happened saying literally the same day I'll tell you the exact words is Mm -hmm. and I do think you know there is room for interpretation here but at first glance it was okay anyway let me read it no doubt so he says, the tweet says, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems irrelevant. Okay. So that last phrase, which suddenly seems irrelevant. And this is what people are trying to throw him <sighs> a rope. People are trying to throw him a life a life jacket here. But the first portion, it clearly comes across. I mean, I don't think there's any room for debate that he believes that uh, it's an issue. It's This game is so crucial. It's so crucial. He doesn't say they shouldn't not they shouldn't not postpone it, but I think there's definitely that's literally what is it? That's the subtext. Yeah. How you know mm-hmm. how do we postpone? You do you just do somebody nearly died. <laughs> like what the hell? Here's the thing though, right? Is that there's two things that I wanted to say about this. So at first when we talked about it, I didn't really I, I saw his face, the young mm-hmm. man. That had the cardiac arrest, but I, uh-huh. it didn't click. So then yeah. I, I looked at the story and I read this stupid backlash from this stupid ass white man. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm going to put it in a race ca- category. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that for two reasons. First, the NFL, the majority of the players are what now? Black. black. Second, okay, the white man wants to see the black boy literally waste himself on the, ho- uh, on the field. And not even give a shit. And I'm sorry, but when he made those statements, it sounded like a privileged white man who was tired of the fact that we are we are stopping for black people and that we are giving them equality, that we're mm-hmm. actually caring about how they are and mm-hmm. if they're okay. Mm-hmm. And he sounded, he came from a place of privilege because he just wants the game to go on. Mm-hmm. It's someone's life. Yeah. The game, players, yeah can stop and here's the joke why it stopped was not necessarily because of that young man mm-hmm. but because of all his team members his team members black, yep stopped and said nah boss i'm not playing my team member it nearly fell out and died in the in, in the damn ambulance on on, on the field mm-hmm. how do you expect these young men to then turn around okay and play a game yeah that's fine so like miss me with it at the end of the day, it came from a place of privilege, privilege, privilege. And I'm sorry to say this, but if you want to treat people like that, understand people are going to, we're not, Black people, we're tired of this. Mm-hmm. So we're going to come for you. Yeah. Okay. And they came and, for him. And they came for him and they strung him up because uh, honestly, when I read it, I was like, are you for real? Are, are, so have white people become immune to seeing black bodies die? Mm. That's what I that's a question I had to ask myself. And he answered it. Yes. Well, definitely for him. And I, I and I have to here's to give context on him because I there's been a lot of and, and that's why it's on our headline. It's like this is it's been a major story. It's been people have been talking yep. about it for the for a whole week since the incident has happened. And um there's been other things that he's done recently that kind of had that played on the on the on the race fence, but I'm not gonna get into that. I just gonna go in terms of what I've learned about him. He's considered an old school sports journalist or reporter. And I don't know if you remember, there was a player called Abdul Jamar. J- yeah. or Jamal Abdul-Jamal or something. Yeah, Sorry, I'm, I I'm messing up his name. But he wrote a book in the late 80s, early 90s about his career and, and whatever. And in that book, he brought up, and he's he was uh, somebody who converted to Islam um, as well. That's hence the name. And um, he had uh, the audacity, I guess, according to, to, to Skip, uh, it seems like to question the black experience in America. He brought that up in his book, an athlete who's writing a book on his life. And obviously uh, basketball was a big part of his um, career. Mm-hmm. And Jamal, he, Abdul. Mm-hmm. Jamal Abdul. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So 
um, in that book, he talks about that. And and Skip Bayless and the research that I've done on him. So in terms of this, the racial conversation with Skip and obviously athletes, is particularly in basketball and and football. Um, he has been. Uh, he criticized him. He he believed that he shouldn't even have. He he's like, how dare you? Basically, was his his um, response to to Kareem Abdul or Jamal? Uh, sorry, I mean Jamal Abdul. Mm-hmm. Jamal Abdul. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say it was Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I found. I just looked it up. Kareem um, Abdul Jabbar, and he was talking about, and he had a huge criticism of him for talking about his um, black experience in America. So that's to tell you who Skip is. Like outside, and you know, you to be t- quite tap honest, dance around it. Mm. I don't need yeah. to hear anything about Skip. Mm. He represents a whole generation of privileged white men who feel as though. Puppet dance. Mm -hmm. You do as I say, because we pay you millions of dollars to basically put your body on the line every game. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go into cardiac arrest, one point that you had mentioned was that it's not enough oxygen going to a certain part of your body, whether it's your heart or whether it's your brain. Mm -hmm. That means this young man had the wind knocked out of him because just before he fell, he, he, he fell out. He was tackled. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show that this game is nothing to play with. You're risking, you're lit. They are literally risking their bodies every time they play a game. And the simple fact that this young man fell out like this, and this white man has this type of response, his response was less of, is this young man okay? Yeah. Knowing how dangerous football can be. Right. It was less of that and more of on with the game. Yeah. And so his so after obviously the heavy backlash, he's trying to say and people who are trying to who are trying to defend him are saying that he did in that last statement where he says, which suddenly seems irrelevant. It's like, yeah, everything is obviously the game is is irrelevant with this this incident. And, you know, that's semantics. And I can on the the field. Yeah. And I think he, he came back and said something, but I mean, I'm sorry, you're a, you're a journalist. Like if that's what you meant, then write what you mean. Like this, this sentence to me is very confusing. So it's kind of like he, he does have room to backpedal, but it did come across as um, insensitive by focusing on the magnitude of the game and not the magnitude of this player's life. Thank you. um, That's it. That's all. That's where I'll leave it. Yeah. I'm going to leave it right there. But mm -hmm. one thing I will say, skip, Go skip on and go sit on someplace because nobody asked you for your damn opinion in the first place. If you don't have nothing nice to say, then sit down and shut up. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. But anyway, moving um, on. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Another big story that popped up over the holidays that we never got a chance to talk about last week was, oh boy, Diddy, 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 Puff Daddy, Diddy, Diddy. Love, aka Love. <laughs> Um, Puffy, that's what I call him I don't care what he wants to change his name Puffy That's how I was introduced to him That's your name I don't care Diddy, love, brother, whoever I don't business It's Puffy Thank you So he announced over the holidays Or just before Christmas That he had a daughter that was born In October 2020 So he made the announcement in December The baby was born in October Um that he had a baby and her name and he's welcoming that baby to the world. Not too long after that, of course, Twitter was in shambles. Twitter mm-hmm. was in shambles. Everybody went on the attack on the attack. Everybody was getting attacked. Carisha, obviously, who is dating Diddy. Um, you know. A lot of people had to say that because they have a very public relationship. So everybody's going to be looking at her with yeah. this this new baby. And so with all the backlash coming in and even one of other Diddy's other current girlfriends right now, Gina, I don't know how to say this name. It is a Vietnamese name, but I, I Hoi, I'm not sure how to say that name, but I'm going to mm-hmm. say Gina Hoi um, started to poke the bear and they got into a back and forth. Um, 
you know, on, on Twitter, which escalated to Carisha saying to Gina, which was very, I was like, damn, Carisha, whoo. Gina, you've been down bad since I came into the picture hole. You've been crying for a baby for 10 years. You've been around as, oh no, you've been around as a bitch that eat pussy and dick when he feel like it. You a eater. You the same bitch that was crying on Tasha K because you wanted a baby. Poor sushi. Um, You want a baby. <laughs> I have a career. Carisha, honestly. You, you are a certified freak. Yeah, so we, we got pretty... <clears throat> Um, you know, it got pretty nasty, let's say, between these two ladies. And, you know, Gina had her comments as well. And, you know, as women who are both dating Diddy and not the mother of this new child, uh, they're both probably feeling away. Um, I mean, the thing, though, the women are fighting and Diddy's chilling with his family and have with his picture with his all his kids and his new baby on a boat. You know why? Because he done told these ladies All what it is. Adam. No, so what's he's, up? He's stress-free. He is stress-free. So, yeah, uh, Diddy has welcomed his... I believe that's his sixth child that we know mm-hmm. of. Um, and he wants more, he said. He said he wants more. Mm-hmm. Um, You know what I have to say about this situation is... I don't know why the two of you that he is dating that knows what's up are even arguing. Yeah. In public. In public. Like, I feel like you look stupid. And if you're going to if you're gonna call yourself Diddy's girlfriend, you should understand what that entails. And from the time that you accept the offer, understand that this comes along with it. He, he, he's a known bachelor. He's... N- look at Kim Porter. Mm. He was with her for, like, ever in how many years, okay? Had children with her, everything. Never wifed her. Mm. Never wifed her. Mm. He continued to live the life that he was accustomed to living with how many different women around him. Puffy is just not the settling down type. And I feel like any woman, especially since you're so young and vivacious still, to go after this old senior citizen, like, Mm. really, I, you know expect what it is like expect that this is going to happen um but what i will say about carisha you look stupid girl you look stupid and this city girls you know brand image it's to shit because (laughs) you look stupid i'm sorry you look stupid when you're making a big fuss and carry on yeah you look stupid so um unfortunately Carisha I hope that you got some more out of this than um your reputation is worth because right now you look kind of dumb you look stupid from the time I see you at the award show holding up big big sign and the man didn't even look in your direction it was a done deal for me but hey Go on with your bad self, Carisha. If you want to cuss everybody on the internet, your whole brand of city girls is out the window. Um, so hopefully you're able to get more out of it um, than what we see. I don't know. But one thing I do have to say for Diddy, stop messing with these young girls. Like for real. They're old enough to be your children. Okay, I know you want a hot, fresh ting. I get it. You're an old man. I get it. But in the same breath, choose someone a little bit older than 30, you know, Um, only because they might have more wits about them and understand what they're signing up for. When you're getting these young girls, there's this thought in their head that they can change you or something. I don't know. Um. I look at your track record, but then again, I'm older. So maybe I'm more experienced, but kudos to you, Mr. Miss Carisha and kudos to you, PDD. You got the money, but um, he's not just a money type of daddy. He seems to be very involved. Yeah. He's involved. Yeah. I can give him that. He seems to be a good father. Like overall, he Mm -hmm. seems to be a good father. Obviously I don't live in their house, so I don't know what kind of dad he really is, but Diddy's at a point where, he did all the hard work where he can sit back and reap from mm-hmm. everything that he has done. And so having children that are younger, he will get a chance to, you know, uh, actually be there and be present. So 
You know, I don't know why men's then want multiple baby mothers. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems ludicrous to me. But hey, keep it pushing, you know. Diddy has them unlocked though. Because none of them are talking to him. None of them are calling him out. They can't because he they know he already told them what it is. Right. So once you do that, you can't come with any arguments. But I um, yeah. I'm so, happy for any new life. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is uh this is a light one. So Gabrielle Union, wife of Dwayne Wade, um and stepmother to Zaya Wade, um <laughs> has been making the media rounds because uh you know you know when you do an interview and they always get that clip that 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 uh clickbaity quote. Yep, very so, incriminating quotes. Yes, yeah, so the clickbaity mm-hmm. quote for this interview is um she was on a podcast called armchair expert with uh dax shepherd and she was be talking about her previous marriage when she was oh she was married to a former another pro athlete mm-hmm. chris chris uh, chris howard who was a football player um and she divorced him after five years of marriage and she mentioned about you know they were having this conversation both her and the podcast hosts were talking about their he felt guilty about his uh, past infidelities and Union, Gabrielle, uh, chimed in um, with her story, which I didn't know. This is why I was like, it caught my eyes. That um, mm-hmm. She said, in my first marriage, neither one of us felt like the marriage should get in our... Neither, interesting. Um, neither one of us felt like the marriage should get in our way of dating. A part of it was like keeping up with his activities. Like, okay, that's what you're doing you're going to feel this one. And I just felt entitled to it as well. Um, the, the inspection star said she was paying the bills. I was working my ass off. And I felt, and I felt like that's what comes, that's what comes the spoils of riches. Um, it was such a stupid relationship that never should have got out of the dating phase. Um, as she was talking about um, the her first marriage and essentially she felt entitled to infidelity because she was making the money and he was cheating too. And I mean, it sounds cold, but I guess looking at the context of that whole relationship, it's like they shouldn't have gotten married in the first place. It's simple. Like it's very simple. (laughs) I don't know why people have to complicate things. I really don't like, it's very simple. If you want to be single and go out on multiple dates, do like Diddy. Never get married. Don't get married. Save that institution for people who actually want to maintain that marriage. You're, this is just, I feel like more and more people are using marriage as like another level to um, dating. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hear me out when I say that, because obviously it is another level to dating. But when you go from dating to engagement to marriage, from time there's an engagement, you're on a whole, you're not dating anymore. There's no dating involved. So I, I just don't understand why people complicate things. If you don't want to be in a seclusive relationship, then why don't you just date and continue to date? But you know what's very interesting about this is that I've been hearing some rumors in the streets that Gabrielle Union is a freak, okay? (laughs) I've been hearing in the streets that her and her husband like to have all sorts of sex parties at their house and thing. That's what I'm hearing in the streets. Now, I think people just don't like them and they're just... Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're putting too much of their business in the street. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) You, you know, people are going to naturally judge you if you put your business in the street, if they don't know, you know what I mean? But that's what I've been hearing in the streets. And so to say all that, this doesn't sound far-fetched. It's like, this is almost starting to intrigue me to want to find out more about these rumors about her and her husband being some big freak, because you are willing to get married and not really commit to the person and still date. So, okay, I need to learn more about Gabrielle Union outside of what I used to like of her because now we don't even hear of her acting. Or not, or not. We hear too much of them, like to your point. It's like we're just seeing too much of her. 
I mean, I think she did. I don't know if she released a book or something. There's a reason. There must be a reason she's been doing a lot of media in the past six months. We've heard a lot of... the hobo tour that I thought she was on (laughs) was because of their transsexual daughter uh, or son. I don't even know how to... Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) Sorry. But anywho, their transgender child. Yeah. That's what I have been hearing most about. Um, And... Now that they have the floor, it feels like they're just letting us in deeper and deeper into their business. And like, look, when you look at Will Smith and Jada, here mm-hmm. where I'm going with this, Will Smith and Jada put so much of their business in the street that after a while, people didn't give a damn what yeah. they were doing. Maybe they that's the point. wanted them to shut the hell up about their sex life. <laughs> and I feel like, is this what's happening? Is this where we're going, Gabby? Oh, like, we're definitely we're they're, they're definitely in that ballpark. Um, but yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, so this is a weird story. Um, not weird, but uh, slightly alarming. In Mexico, uh, they recently did a huge drug raid in Mexico. Um, it was really violent. A lot of deaths. Um, trying to capture the sun of El Chapo. Those of us who watch Narcos mm. and and who are into the whole drug cartel movie TV show thing will know who El Chapo is. Yeah, he's not in the play with. That's and his son mm-hmm. Ovidio Guzman um is a drug followed in his footsteps and is a notorious drug lord there. And uh, there was widespread violence. I guess I think there was a scheduled I think Biden and Trudeau um were scheduled to go to Mexico, I think either i think this week or next week and Mm -hmm. so maybe the government wanted to do a quick cleanup before all the official government people showed up and so this area this this raid happened in um sinaloa and uh lots of people they had like roadblocks and air force and tanks like it was it was you'd have thought like is it world Mm -hmm. war three like um yeah, so there was a 12-hour standoff between uh, Mexican security forces and the drug cartel, and the, drug cartel in mm-hmm. its, the state is called Culiacan, Mexico. And, um, you know, 27 people were injured and uh, a National Guardsman was killed uh, with all the, the gunfire that was going on. Um, yeah, and there's just been a, a 18% increase in crime in 2022 due to the activity of uh this uh you know El Chapo's son's drug uh operation. And so I guess it was it came to the point where they they really needed to get this guy because of all the um violence. So they said that the government the uh Mexican government said they counted Five over five hundred over five thousand victims Mm-mm. from over from from over three thousand events and um through for the first half of twenty twenty two. That was just the first half of the year wow. last year. And wow. so because of the activity from this drug operation, so it's like these people were they were causing havoc and so it led to this arrest. And I brought that up because it the that there's a reason uh, Mexico is a place that it's very popular, especially for Canadians and maybe Americans too. Mm-hmm. To, I think Americans too, yeah, to travel to because it's still you know it's in North America, it's still on our continent that we're on. Right. So usually you can get an affordable trip uh, there and have a really good time. They're known for amazing tourist destination. Yes, they are. Especially um the last couple of years, Tulum is very popular. And it's funny because um, Tulum was is has a home of another uh, old drug lord. I can't remember his name right now. It's not El Ch- it's El Chap. It's a guy from Colombia. I can't remember his name. El Chapo. No, El Chapo is a Mexican guy. But the, in Tulum, there was a Colombian guy who had a home there. But mm. anyway, it's a popular destination, and I've been warming up to the idea of Mexico recently because so many. I guess during the pandemic, I think it was really open, so mm-hmm. they really were raking it in over the over the pandemic and um so i was like trying to warm up to it because i like i heard it's a really good spot to like if say if i wanted to work away from home 
Um, there's not a big time difference. I think it's just like an hour time difference. And, and like Mexico City is really um, metropolitan. So it's like real, a lot of people are going over there to work and kind of work. Mm-hmm. So I was actually seriously thinking about it. And then this happened and it reminded me again, this is one of the reasons I've never been to Mexico because it's Thank just you. like, it's yep. always, the block is always hot. It's always hot. And, you know, Mexico, from what I have heard from people who have gone, it's mm-hmm. actually a really beautiful, beautiful city. Beautiful, yeah. Especially with the architecture. It's, you know, it's very old world type architecture. Um, the food is amazing. That's what I've heard. But will you find me in Mexico? No, thank you. Because <laughs> guess what? I'm not accidentally turning one corner and all of a sudden I'm in a cartel. No, thank you, sir. I will pass on that until they can clean up the streets a little bit more for me. Um, They need to take people like this young man off the streets. But the sad part about it is that there's probably already somebody in queue to take over. That's the thing. I can't completely eradicate it. No, Um, but. But they can try hard. Yeah, they and, can control uh, and, and create safe, safe zones and stuff like that. Exactly. I think there are places that are safe to go for sure. I know that. But are, it's like yeah. just stories like this make me a little bit weary. But anyway, everybody look out, watch out. I think all the tourists that were trapped during uh, the standoff have since been able to get on their flight. So that's good, especially for Um So, yeah. And then quickly before we get into our segments... Um, I we didn't talk about this, but I did want to bring up the in music news. Um, Rolling Stone released their to- an updated list of their top two hundred greatest singers of all times uh, recently. I think in the last two weeks, and everybody was up in arms um, because. Um, actually, let me share the top ten. The top ten. What ended up being the top 10, which I'm not mad at the top 10. It's everything else is, I think with a list this big, you can't really focus on the number. It's just like that person is on the list because you can't, you don't know how to order these things. But the top 10, um, I'll start from number 10. Number 10 is Al Green. Number nine is Otis Redding. Number Mm-mm. eight, number mm-hmm. eight is Beyonce. Number seven is Stevie Wonder. Number six Thank is you. Charles. Number five is Mariah Carey. Number four is Billie Holiday. Number three is Sam Cooke. Number two is Whitney Houston. And number one is Miss Riri, Aretha Franklin. And I'm fine. I'm actually fine with this top 10 list. I don't think. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I think it's a very strong top 10 list. Um, we don't have time to get into the details, but maybe another episode when we have a music mm-hmm. episode, we can get into it. But here's the outrage. They don't have on this big ass list of 200 singers Mm-mm. where they even include K-pop singers. They oh include gosh. people like uh they include random people like um uh, let's see who's random. Uh Rosalia. Uh, maybe you don't know her. I know her. They include people The fact that I don't know her <laughs> they include the guy from Hootie and the Blue, Blue Bluefish. Oh, come on, man. And you do not have Miss Celine Dion? I, I don't know what's going on. And if she, I don't know who made that list. That's yeah. the question. Who well, they're saying list? they have a vendetta because I think Celine, maybe she said something petty one time, but Regardless, if you guys are going to say you're going to your your list is completely is rendered irre- irrelevant when mm-hmm. you don't when you like this is a huge miss. Like you have literally people from a K-pop band who they pretty much lip sync as far as I know. Thank you. Um, That's I, what I thought. Um, you know, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I see, it all looks like lip syncing to me. Um, but you don't have Celine Dion? Miss Queen, the the fact that they don't have Celine Dion shows me you don't know nothing about music. The Queen of the Caribbean, the Queen of Canada. Oh, come on now. Listen, we all don't know Jamaican people, Caribbean people, but we can speak for the Jamaicans. The top, as much as we have Bob Marley and all these amazing world renowned artists, if you were to go, who's a top playing artist? Celine is in the top three. Okay, in Jamaica. Okay. Um, just to let y'all know, beautiful voice, and even to this day, as old as she is, um, that's one thing I'll say about Celine. Girl, age did not suit you, but she's actually ill right now. She's I know she's ill, but even before she was ill, Mm -hmm. you could tell that age didn't 
work. Well, I wondered if she had an eating disorder. I think she may have had it. The way she's so real thin, whether she's, she has, uh, she has announced that she has an illness. I'm not sure how long she's been living with it, but she never looked. If she's not, if she wasn't sick, she definitely had some type of eating disorder because she was like real thin. And I think when you're real thin and you don't have body fat, you look, old. it makes you look, yeah, you're thin, a lot older. but your face looks old. But regardless of her old face, the girl can still oh, belt yeah, out her looks don't matter. Tune. You know what I mean? So you can see that that's natural talent. And I feel like natural talent should be on that list. Mm-hmm. And the K pop band. I don't know about that, man. I see that's an insult. Thinking going on, yeah. But yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that real quick. The outrage, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, but uh, hopefully, you know, they've come out with a weak ass response about why she wasn't on it, and it sounds like bullshit. Um, you know, I heard I saw today that people were, um, adding uh went to even protest outside their office like it's it's gone serious and their their response to the backlash is before you start scrolling and commenting keep in mind that this is a greatest singers list not the greatest voices list talent is impressive genius is transcendent and i think her vocal talent is transcendent that's without a doubt i think this is ridiculous (laughs) she sings in nine languages she sings different genres She's reinvented herself throughout the 80s and 90s. And I can't even say maybe the 2000s. It's an insult. But anyway, that's our music news. Let's move into our next segment. Yes. Okay, so let's get into our first segment. And that is Wagwan For Real. Wagwan For Real. And in this segment, we look at stories that just don't add up. They don't make much sense. We hear them, we see them, and we have to ask the question, what a guan for real? <laughs> and so this week we came across an article, another article uh, during the holiday season. And Nick Cannon, who is no stranger to the podcast in terms of us talking about his name. Yes, <laughs> and I have my foot on his neck steady, not taking it off. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. And Kim brought it up. And the question we have now, um, just to give context, the article is pretty much, the headline is pretty much Nick Cannon feeling guilty for not spending enough time with his uh, kids. It it says that it was 11 at the time this statement came out, but it's now 12. Um, (laughs) For not spending enough time with his 12 kids. He said, being a father of multiple kids is always the biggest guilt on me. Is because I don't get to spend enough time with all my children. And my, my response is, duh, mm. duh, motherfucker. Duh, um, and duh. so the question we have with him just recently having his 12 child, is it mental illness? Is it mental illness? <laughs> like, like It's like you making this statement. It's like, that's it's like, are you mentally challenged? Like, duh. Uh, duh. Like, that's, that's why people... In modern times, modern families plan. When you're going to have kids, you plan. Yes, accidents happen, but you don't have 12 accidents. No, it's not an accident. This yeah. is, he's definitely trying to go... He's trying to break a record of some kind. I don't know what the hell this man's trying to do. Yeah. But um, from what I do know is that at, I don't know, child six, you didn't say to yourself, wait, this is getting a little difficult for me to be active in their lives the way I would want to. Um, So miss me with that because six kids ago, you should have realized that, Mm -hmm. but you didn't. And that's fine. But one thing I really need to add, like I said to Jeanette, I said, Jeanette, I've had my, my foot on Nick Cannon's neck and I'm not, I'm not letting it off because now I need to really think to myself, is this a mental illness? Is it? Jeanette, how is it? You make this statement and then there's another child. I need you to shut up, Nick, because you're looking like this is more of a mental illness than anything else. You're having children. 
it, 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 this is this is ridiculous and you're and you're doubling back now you're doubling back to the baby mothers before and you're going and get impregnating them and having more and more children with these women like i don't understand this yeah i don't get it and it's like you're saying you're feeling guilty if you felt guilty you would have stopped recklessly fathering more children and so it, that's where the it doesn't make sense like i'm sure you know, Nick has had a lucrative career with his TV show and he does a whole bunch of stuff. Like I don't I can't even quantify it, but he he stays he stays with a job, right? I can give him that. But um you're not first of all, you have a lifelong illness which is lupus. So lupus is something that can flare up on you. You're not going to be your best. I think he was even in the hospital last Just recently. Uh, recently yeah. um with a flare up with his condition. So it's just it's all reckless all around and it's not somebody who's thinking logically somebody i think is uh, thinking emotionally because you know he 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 because of i think because of his illness he has some weird thinking thinking you know i may not live forever but my children will and this is going to be my legacy they're going to be my legacy i i think that's we've already talked about this when you had our nick cannon episode that it's, yeah. it's selfish to because your father if you think you're not going to live a long life and you're creating all these children that won't have a father if that's this really is why the case I have, to, I have to turn towards mental illness yeah that there is some sort of a disconnect i don't know if you classify it as like a sex addiction because mm. beyond sex what kind of an addiction is this to have yeah, a child like i don't there is something that's terribly wrong with me. Mm, yeah. And there's a there's a disconnect in his brain when it comes to having these children. Because, uh, like I said, child six, you didn't realize that things were starting to get harder? No. You, you actually, at that time, were super proud of yourself that you were popping out kids literally every month. We were finding about another child coming or another child pregnant or wanting... And it's getting to the point of ridiculous. And for you to say that you feel guilty, that shows me that cognitively, you know better. You know better. So you keep doing the same thing over and over again. So what, what is the definition of, an, of insanity? Is this not insane? This is insane. It's insane. It is insane. And so I have to say, Wagwan for real, Nick Cannon, do you need psychiatric help? Do you need to sit down with some sort of a, a, a I don't know, spiritual guidance? A, 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 I don't know. I don't know what the hell he needs at this point. Um, a therapist? I don't know. But there is something not right with this. There's something, I don't know if it's um, an addiction to life, addiction to attention, there's something not right. And the people who have to pay for it is not the dumbass women that you have line up in the haram, but it's the children. Because if you think for a second that you're living on a legacy, a legacy of what? You never being there? Is that the legacy that you're trying to continue? Because these children don't know you. You're gonna miss first steps. You're gonna miss recitals. You're gonna miss spelling bees. You're going to miss basketball games. You're going to miss all of that when you have 12 children. Not only that, but each child is going to be raised differently than the other. So I, being that I have one child, what I have seen is that everybody has a different parenting style. Nobody parents the same. Okay, so if you have one house over here and you have children over here being parented one way and then another set of children over here being parent, where do you fit in with your parenting style? What being obsolete? And so what exactly is going on to the next generation? What are they going to remember you for? The fact that you just donated sperm to their mother, because ultimately that's what you're doing now. And why? Why? What is the purpose? What is the purpose? And one other thing I wanted to say is that, is this mental illness spreading amongst other um, people in the entertainment industry? Because now Puffy got a whiff and now he's trying to have more children too. He already has six. So he's trying to have more too. It's like these black men are trying to outdo themselves with how much children they can have. 
So is there a syndrome of some kind? We need, I need to, I need to consult with my friends that are therapists and so on. Because <laughs> this right here, it doesn't seem logical at, at any point. And I've always said that, and, and Nick Cannon has been made fun of for this, of being a square. And I've always said that Nick Cannon is very intelligent. He's a very intelligent man. So for him to be doing this, it just doesn't sit well with me. And now this is beyond a sex addiction. This is beyond just trying to have a haram. There is so much more to it. And again, wagwan for real. You need to get snipped, bro. Because your health is at risk already so any day now you could leave a child who might not even be born yet without a father so like miss me with this i'm sorry i have to stay on his neck because this is wrong and i'm starting to to feel some sort of way for nick because i'm starting to feel like is he having a breakdown right and this is his because everybody breaks down differently right Mm -hmm. Is this his breakdown? Where he's lost his damn mind? Ah, it's so sad. But you know, these poor little babies, these poor little babies, what legacy are you leaving? One being without a father? Well, Nick, I'm starting to concern for you. I don't know if it's the medication from the lupus, I don't know what the hell it is, but you done lost your mind. Now you're on your 12th. And the thing is, is that these women are just popping out from left, right, and damn center with these children. No, they're not any better. And I don't understand. Now, here's the other question of Wagwan for real. So baby mother number five, right? She didn't see what happened to number four. Okay, so baby mother number seven, right? She didn't see what happened to baby mother number six. Like, so is that a level of insanity as well? Because how could you sign up you and your child to this? How could you have more? And some of like the 12th child, I believe he he's, he's had, he had with, I believe I, I could stand corrected. But he had that one with the baby mother that lost the little boy. So, I don't know. Nick, all I'm saying is, I feel like you should get checked out mentally. Because, and anybody who's willing to sign up to this fuckery, sorry, this is fuckery, okay? Anybody who's going to sign up for it, you should bring them down to the, the psychiatrist's office with you. Because how could you sign up for a life of pain? Because as a mother who was a single mom, not wanting to be, no woman goes out of their way to have a child to be a single mom. Nobody, nobody wakes up in the morning trying to do that. That's just the straight truth. And me, before getting married, before meeting my husband, I was a single mom. And let me tell you, it's not nothing easy, especially when it comes to psychological, emotional. It's not easy. Okay, because your child is going to start asking you questions. From time they can start saying dada. Okay, so how are you going to sign up for a a world full of hurt for you and your child? You two women need to be um, evaluated psychologically because this right here, this don't make no damn sense. But you know what? I don't know if you had anything else to say about uh, Nick and his mental his mental state here but no. i'd like to move on into the workout the workout this is the workout this is where we work out our hearts and exercise our mental fitness in a deep dive discussion on things that are impacting us our culture and all of the above and so <laughs> this time around we are going to have a little conversation about chili from TLC. Um, now, chili, she's a beautiful woman. She sure is. And she is now dating Matthew Lawrence, but he was in a sitcom called Boy Meets World. 
And it's back from, you know, I think the early 2000s, if I'm not correct. And so she's dating him and Little Duval, which is a comedian. And yes, he is funny as shit. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, he had a lot to say. He had a lot to say about, I guess, his disapproval of some kind with Chili being that she is Black and Matthew, who is white, saying, you know, is it cool? Is it, what did he say again? I have to pull up the exact. Um, um, he's, he, I think he said it's, uh, it's cool when they do it. That's exactly the caption. Yes, the that's the exact, yes. So is it cool when they do it? So he, he's not asking. He's literally making a statement. It's cool when they do it. Oh, thank you for the correction. So he is not asking anything. Mm. He's saying. <laughs> yeah. And so what he is referring to is when black women date white men, it seems to be okay. And when it's the reverse, where it's a black man dating a white woman, um, there's a problem. There seems to be a problem. And, and so I wanted to have a deeper discussion on this topic. And, you know, I'm going to open the floor, I guess, with things that I've thought about when, when listening to the different perspectives on Chile and Matthew. Now, I want to start off with saying God is love. And I love love. I love love. I really do. And anybody who is in love, I don't give a damn what mm. your color looks like. I don't give not one doo-doo about what you look like, how tall you are, how fat you are. I don't give a nada about nada. Do you love each other and do you treat each other as though you love each other? Um, and that's the main point. And as long as Chili is happy with Matthew and Matthew is happy with Chili, I don't know why it's a problem, but I will say amongst the Black community, it is definitely a point of contention for a lot of Black women and a lot of Black men. And so we're going to debunk some of these, you know, uh, thoughts that run deep in our community. And I will say this, that whenever you do see a Black woman with anything other than Black, it's rare. It's very rare. It doesn't happen every day. And when it does happen, majority of the time, it's genuine. Majority of the time, it's genuine. Yeah. And with that being so genuine, there's never a breakdown of that person's community. So, for example, Chili is happy. It, this is a genuine relationship. She is not knocking a Black man. She is not dis disgrading a Black man. She's happy with the white dude. Because he's treating her, obviously, the way that she feels she should be treated. Now, the reverse is whenever a black woman, a black man seems to get with a white woman, it's almost like we ain't shit. And we are. We're black queens. And if you don't love the black queen, that's fine. That's fine. Do what you want. Do what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. But why is it that you have to break us down as a black woman? It, 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 like, I just don't understand why that even has to happen. Just mm -hmm. love who you love and leave me out of it. That's all I got to say about that. Um, what do you think about that, Jeanette? Like, what, what do you really think Mr. Uh, Little Duval is trying to sell us here? What, what yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, I really hate this uh, Venus versus Mars or men versus women versus men thing that's been going on on social. I think it's something that only happens on social, to be honest. I feel like in real life, in real life, people don't have this natural vindictiveness or mistrust of men or women that that's that or battle that we see online. I think that it's weird. Um, and that comment, what that comment says to me, where he says it's it's OK when they do it. It's a double standard and it's and it's blinded um, and to you, you brought it up in the fact that it's yeah, it's not an issue. We're not it's it's not an issue because you know what? And I would say this and I'm going to even generalize it. Step outside of G Chile and say that most 
black women who date outside of their race, they tried. Thank you. They tried to date hard. within their race. Generally, they're more they they tried really hard. <laughs> That's just most of them, not all of them, right? I can't speak for all. I can't make a complete statement, but I know most in my mm-hmm. friendships or what I know, most try to date within their race. If anything else happens, like you said, serendipity, love at first sight, maybe, you know, things can happen. But in terms of your intention, you're intentionally trying to find another, a, a black man, right? Um, Anything else can happen. But in terms of what you're intending, that's what you're intending for. But, you know, after trying for a while, no luck, you know, whatever happens, you finally open your mind and you're like, or somebody just comes along and you're like, sure, why not? You know, they're, you know, they're attractive. I'm, I'm attracted to them. They're attracted to me. Why not see where this goes? And voila, love, you know, we have a wonderful relationship. But, um, so, and while doing that, while maybe like m- making that step outside, they're not looking, they're not saying, forget black men, fuck black men. They're not, it's exactly. nothing like that. It's just, you know what? I tried. And this is a person who I met and I love that just happens not to be happens to be another race and that's okay and I'm gonna go forward the difference little Duval you damn fool is um or you just being willingly confrontational you know you know how it works on social yeah and he's trying to use his comedy yeah I think he he could be trying to stir up the he could you know try to stir up the pot I could say that you know even if he doesn't really think that um the conversation is a lot of Black men who, not all, but some, who, who, well, the vocal ones, the ones who are really, misinter- mm-hmm. you know, they are vocal about their um, criticism or, mm-hmm. I guess, internal racism that they have for themselves and their yeah. people, and they turn it out on Black women, and yeah. they talk down about them, and they criticize them publicly, yeah. and yeah. and that's disgusting. It's like... The question, the issue is not you dating um, a non-black woman. Like, like, like we said, that's fine. Like, go ahead. If that's who, where you find your love, and then that's where you find it. That's fine. But the issue is a lot of men who do go out of their way to date uh, outside their race tend to be very vocal about their criticisms about black women. And that's that's the issue. That's why we criticize them when they do it, Lil Duvall, because it comes a lot with a lot of extra sauce that doesn't need to sauce be there. Sauce that nobody asked for. Nobody, nobody asked for. for. Damn sauce, if you just be quiet, live your life and be quiet, um, be happy, then we wouldn't have to be looking at you sideways. But unfortunately, that's what the case is. Well, you know what? Here's the, here's the thing. And... Um, when we were talking about this, uh, Jeanette made a very good observation because me and Jeanette have been friends for a long time. So before I met my husband, like I went through, I went through the ringer with these men all here. Okay. <laughs> I went through it and she made a good observation. I was one failed relationship, one failed relationship from stepping over to the other side. I was talking about it. I was thinking about it. I was putting, I was, opening up my mind instead of being so closed-minded from I was a little girl I've always wanted to be with a black man that's another thing that I want to I want to bring into this conversation mm-hmm. is that most black women most want to be with a black man most of us do most of us find black men super attractive most of us you know they're athletic they have most of them have great bodies mm-hmm are very smart, intelligent, and all the rest. So I've always wanted to be with a Black man. I've never wanted to step outside of what I knew and what I was comfortable with. But when you're hurt so many times from your counterpart, your counterpart being a Black man, how many times can we be run over before we start to say, you know what? I'm going to go where I'm celebrated. I'm going to go where I'm loved. Yes, I would like to be celebrated over here. I'd like to be loved over here, but I ain't getting it. <laughs> so what's what's a sister supposed to do? Do I get no love because they're waiting for Black men to grow up? Nah, bro. 
that ain't, this is a different day. This is a different time. We live in a different generation. You understand? And so people are going where they're loved and where they're treated well and where they can grow and develop in a relationship. And if that is with a white man like Matthew Lawrence, which I think he's a little cutie patootie. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He still is at his old age. Um, why not? Why not? And if that does happen, people need to grow up and become more mature and look at love because love doesn't have any color. Really, it doesn't. Love, when you see two people in love, that's, that's a good feeling all around. And it doesn't matter that one is black and one is white. It really doesn't matter. I can see through their color and the love that they share and mm-hmm. project onto each other shines so brightly that I can't even see what shade that yeah. they are. You know, um, so the fact that he wants to point this out and one other thing I wanted to point out is that I find that black men that make comments like this, it's almost as though they're upset that they didn't get it, that they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, black men, from what I, uh, my understanding, I think little Duval is single. I think at one point, wasn't he, or maybe that was somebody else, but I think little Duval is single. I have to double check that. You never know with them. <laughs> either which way, men that make these type of comments, I find are angry at themselves internally that they weren't able to get such a, uh, such a, a class act like Chile. You know, um, Chile has had a lot of people in the industry. She's been with a lot of people in the industry. And if she can find love in this Matthew Lawrence dude, who am I to tell her no? Mm. And who are you to project onto her your um, inabilities? You're unable to capture the attention of a black woman and to keep her close and nearby. But this guy did. So for some particular reason, I find that men that make these comments, it's almost a jab because they themselves see, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it and the white white dude did. You know, um, might, might we forget that Chili was with Usher who mm-hmm. was a black man. And what happened? She was Dallas Austin for a very long time. That's her baby father. When she was with Usher, what did Usher turn around and do? Had a cheat. full child. Cheat, cheat, cheat. He, had a, he didn't just cheat. He had a full child. So wh- who am I to tell Chili, don't, don't go after the Matthew Lawrence? you know, or turn him away because he's not black. Nah, I ain't up for that. If she is in love and loves him and he loves her, go on and do the do. You know, just make sure that it's for all the right reasons, that it's not for publicity, that it's not a stunt, that you actually really truly care for each other and want to be with each other. Um, Little Duval, you sound a little salty. You sound salty. Okay, and I don't know why you felt the need to throw that out there. But I do want to say that as Black women, we're we done with that idea of throwing salt on you guys who want to date white women. Because just like Kanye said, when you get rich, he going to leave your ass for a white girl. That has been true for decades and decades now. So we've, as Black women, have... And at least I can speak for myself. There was a time where I wasn't as focused on love and I was young and immature and I focused on color. And I thought, here's another black man gone to the white girl, you know? But now I look at it like, as long as he loves her and she loves him. What I can't stand is a black man that picks up a white girl as a trophy. Mm -mm. You don't love that woman. You're just using her as a status symbol. You're using her because she's submissive so you could have your way and will with her. If you really truly love somebody, color doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, I, I can't stand when I see that. 
don't use her to try to get back at us black women because on, honestly, I don't give a damn. I, I really couldn't care less. And all I have to say, I think before we wrap up is yeah. anybody listening to this man or woman, don't let anybody fetishize you. Thank you. It doesn't matter your race, Asian, black, white, everything else in between, brown. Don't let anybody fetishize you. And you normally could see the red flags and the signs are always there. They always show show their uh, cards. So that's all I got to say. Yes. And to keep it on a positive note to wrap this um, fine show up is love is love. Mm-hmm. Look past all the rest. Because when you do, you will see that love shines brighter than any color of any human. And so with that being said, we do hope that your hearts and your minds were activated on this week's show. So whether you do lead with your heart or with your mind, please, please, please stay passionate and thoughtful. Holla back. Talk to you soon. Bye.